Good morning and welcome to High Point Church. My name is Andy. I'm the lead pastor here. And let me start things off by saying Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. Uh, I know it's hard, to, it's hard to believe, but we're here. It's a brand new year, and I am thankful to start that year off with you worshiping online, wherever you're worshiping from. Welcome. Uh, you've already heard it once, I believe, at the beginning of service. If you haven't, guess what? You're going to hear it right now. But that's that. In, in, in every single way you want to get connected here at High Point, you can do so by texting HP Info to 97000. And so we want to make sure that you know that as the year is kicking off, uh, this is one of the ways that you're going to want to grow and get connected. Uh, so text HP Info to 97000. And uh, let's get this year started right. Now, we're going to get into the Bible a little bit today, and I want to talk to you about uh, three things that I believe God wants to do in us and through us this year. Um, before we get into it, though, I, I need to just let you know that I saw the new Spider-Man movie, okay? I did. Over Christmas break. And I will not, there are no spoilers here, okay? I wouldn't do that to you. I'm better than that. However, you need to know that that is one movie that lived up to its hype. It was totally awesome. Loved it. What's amazing is that this is the ninth Spider-Man movie. There are nine of them, okay? And when we talk about Vision Sunday, or in, in many ways in a church, it's like Revision Sunday, meaning like it's Vision Sunday again. It's, it's a vision moment. And when we talk about uh, casting vision and looking ahead, in some ways it's like the Spider-Man franchise in that in the back of your mind you can think to yourself, well, is there really more to the story? Is there more that needs to be told? Is there more that needs to be seen or experienced? After all, there's nine movies here, right? How could there possibly be another really great movie in this giant long franchise? And yet they just did it, right? Because there's more story to be told. There's more perspective to be experienced, shared, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so when it comes to Vision Sunday and the beginning of a year, your personal goals, right, your spiritual goals, and me talking to you about what this looks like, in many ways, you need to think of it like, like you would an incredible addition to uh, a movie franchise that you love or, or the next, you know, book in the series. It's another perspective. It's another part of the story. And it's important. It's critical. It's pivotal. God wants to do great things in your life. He wants to do them through your life. You need to hear that today. In the next chapter, it's critical. It's pivotal. It's important. God wants to move in you, in your life. He wants to do great things. And so welcome to Vision Sunday as we talk a bit about the current reality of our lives and the long-term vision of where God just might be taking us. You ready? What's God want to do in your life? Do you know? You thought about it? Prayed about it? Asked Him? It's a great prayer to pray, literally even today while you're sitting on your couch or watching this on your phone, whenever and wherever you're doing it. God, what do you want to do? That's a great thing to ask God and then literally 
give him permission. He doesn't need it. But there's something about a humble man and a humble woman asking God into their life and letting him just move however he wants to. It's a powerful moment, and it will mark you and, and, and literally set the pace for an incredible year. Here's what I want to do today. Um, God wants you to experience maximum life change, or I may use this, this verbiage uh, you know, interchangeably today, maximum impact. God wants maximum impact in your life and through your life, maximum life change, etc. Well, to experience that, you need to know your current reality and you need a long-term vision. And so we've been praying and talking and thinking through what does that mean at High Point Church? And so I've got three things to establish stronger foundations in Jesus Christ, that your foundations in Him would be strong. They'd be able to hold load and weight and withstand some storms. That you would help others encounter Jesus by sharing your story of what God has done in your life. That's how we experience maximum impact. Stronger foundations and sharing what Jesus has done. And number three, that you would experience greater freedom literally than you've ever experienced before. That you'd be free to really live for Jesus and to love Jesus, that nothing would hold you back. Now, all those things might be, maybe, maybe that sounds really churchy for you, right? Foundations, right? The, the, the spiritual foundations, um, sharing your faith, freedom in Jesus. So let me just, let me back this whole thing up for you a little bit. I, I, I started writing this down, and here's what, I, here's, what, here's what I want you to hear today in my own life. I want 2022 to be a year where I'm happier than I ever have been before. I want to experience more joy in 2022. I want better friendships in 2022. I want to be a better friend. Grow as a friend. I want to laugh more. I really do. I want to laugh more this year than I did the year prior. You know what else I want? I want to have moments with God this year that are worth talking about. And that's not to say that in previous years that there wasn't anything worth talking about. I just mean I want some fresh moments with God where I sit down with coffee over somebody and I just, I can't help but talk about what God's doing. Something he's done in my life or something he's shown me or something he's just literally removed or changed or convicted me of. I want, I want some significant moments with God. And you know what? The, the way to experience that are literally by the things that we talked about. Just a second ago, foundations being built in your life, sharing your faith and and, and experience freedom. Those things produce all the things deep down that my heart beats for. So today, uh, we're just going to outline a little bit. We're casting vision for what God just might want to do in us as a church. And I believe, I say just might want to do I firmly believe God is, is doing this. 
And whether you're watching from California or Tennessee or from another country or right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Buckle up and let's get into it. Luke chapter 7, 24 through 29. When we talk about establishing foundations, this is what we mean. Jesus says this. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and they beat on that house. But it didn't fall because it had been founded on the rock. It's got this foundation, right, that's able to withstand the storms. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. You need to understand when when Jesus is talking about foundations here, the, the difference between these two homes is not literally the home itself. It's, it's the part that you don't even really see. It's the foundation that's really different. And the foundation makes all the difference in withstanding and experiencing what life is throwing your way. And sometimes... You know, life just comes, the brokenness of the world that we live in, a world that has been impacted by sin. Sinful things happen, broken things happen to us, and it's hard. Sometimes the the Satan, the devil, he comes and is literally intentionally resisting you and working against you. That's reality also. Right? And so what do we do? How do we how do we survive those moments? Well, we need stronger foundations. Now, uh, growing up at one of my college jobs, uh, in between, you know, you you take your classes, come home for college, I worked for a company called United Petroleum. And uh, you might be surprised, we built gas stations. And so uh, sometimes over Christmas or like winter break uh, or over the summer holidays, um, I'd go home and my job was to work the concrete saw at gas stations, literally, you know, you're, you're splitting open concrete uh, so that you can get to the gas tank that's been buried underneath the ground. And literally, the success of the gas station pretty much rises and falls on what's happening beneath the concrete, where all the gasoline actually is, okay? And so I'm operating the, you know, the, the, the concrete saw, and when I say you'd finish the day and you would be, I mean, just a powdered white mess for just from all the dirt and all the dust. And it's tedious work. And if that wasn't my job on a, on a work site, then my job was to take the pick and the shovel and to dig by hand areas where we couldn't bring in heavy machinery. And if you've ever had to dig frozen ground in the middle of the winter, it's like picking... It, it's like digging diamond, okay? It's, it's painful. It's difficult. If you've seen the Looney Tunes, you know, where like, you know, somebody hits the other person and they just like vibrate and shake. You know, that's, that's how it would feel when you're trying to dig. Breaking open this ground, it's hard work. And so when we talk about foundations, I want you to hear this. It's work worth doing, but it's also difficult work. 
foundational work is, is tough. That's where the ground is hard. It's where the ground is hardest. It's where the ground has been beat up and walked on and worked over and tread upon. And yet if we're going to grow into who Jesus has called us to be as men and women who follow him and love him and serve him, if we're going to be the church that God has called us to be, then there's going to have to be a fresh breaking of the ground in our heart and in our, in our souls. And that's hard work, but it's work worth doing. You must hear this. And so one of the ways that we're going to do this as a church is we're going to take what I call the purple book challenge, okay? And that means that as as people who've never been through it, right, this is a three-month growing, like a like on, like on steroids, growing moment where you get to work through this book. It's, it's literally spiritual foundations, surprise. It's a foundations book, per, the purple book is what we call it. But we're going to work through this as a church. If you've never gone through it, now is your chance. Some of you need to go through it, and, and some of you need to begin taking somebody else through it. You've already done it. And so there is work to be done foundationally in our hearts by virtue of, of literally pouring some fresh concrete down and also being part of the construction site and helping somebody else grow in this area. It's both and. But as a church, we get to embrace Growing stronger foundations, building stronger foundations. And when you do, Jesus describes it, not just knowing the word, but doing it. That is foundational work. Not just knowing it here, but literally living it out. When we do that, it's amazing what we're able to withstand. The strain, the stresses, the difficulties of life. You can handle anything. That is part of our big vision for this year. Our church embracing fresh foundations. And one of the tools we're going to use to do it is the Purple Book. The second thing that God, I believe, is is doing in us uh, as a church is this idea of experiencing freedom. Um, I believe, truly, that that... There is freedom that's coming to us as a church. Um, when we talk about sin at work in our lives and in my life, the Bible refers to it many times as, as, as us being prisoners of sin. And when we talk about the vision in front of us as a church, I believe there is a freedom, a newfound freedom, for us to encounter and experience in Jesus Christ. When we talk about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, many times it's the, it's the addictive nature of our heart towards sinful patterns that we, we, we're, we're drawn to it and therefore chained to it, shackled to it, prisoner to it. And I believe there's newfound freedom to be encountered with Jesus this year. Much of this is going to come uh, to us as we grow in our love for one another and our love for God. In fact, one of the things that we see Paul, what does he do? He prays over and over again in Ephesians, in Colossians. He says, I'm praying that you would know the love of God, that you would grasp how high 
and how deep and how wide and how long is the love of Christ. That your eyes would be open to it. Why? Why is he so desperate for the churches in, in Ephesus and the churches in Colossae to experience this love? Because where you encounter that kind of love, you experience true freedom. Love sets you free. When you know that somebody has your back, right? When somebody has, they're just, they're for you. They're not against you. They're in your corner. What does it do to your relationship? It allows true freedom. You're actually able to be at rest in that relationship. You're comfortable with them. You're able to be you. You're able to talk about what you're struggling with, what you're winning and losing with. And God desires this in our relationship with Him. But before we can learn to love others the way that God would have us love others, we've got to learn to receive His love for us. And that love sets us free. God's love will set you free. And I believe this year in 2022... That's part of God's vision for us, for you and I to receive more love for our eyes and our ears and our hearts to be more open than they've ever been before. I stayed a few days at my sister's house over Christmas in Columbia, Tennessee, and I, you know, I like to get up early and I had my coffee cup ready at, you know, the Keurig machine and, you know, her settings are a little different than mine, Okay. So I hit the Keurig button and it's filling the coffee and, you know, the hot water's coming out and I can smell it and it's great. But then something bad happens, right, is the coffee just keeps going and it gets all the way to the top of the coffee mug. And then all that beautiful nectar begins spilling over the side. Right, and I'm like, oh, oh no, you know, and you're, you're getting the towels and you're mopping it up and, you know, I didn't want anybody to see, blah, blah, blah. But I sat there thinking about what this looks like. And, and, and even in my own life, I've encouraged, and I'm going to encourage here again in just a second. I want, to, I want people to share their faith. I want them to share their testimony. I want them to be excited about winning people to Jesus. But sometimes I can get the cart in front of the horse. And the reality is, unless you have truly encountered God's love for you, and that you've learned to love the person that God has made you to be, that doesn't mean that you're content, you know, that doesn't mean that you're just, you know, that you have a, an ungodly contentment with what God's doing. I'm not saying that there isn't sin in your life that you've got to deal with. There is. But it, it doesn't change the fact that God made you in His image, that God has called you, that God desires a relationship with you, and, and that you can love the fact that God is at work in your life and that God loves you. He adores you. You are His treasured possession, and it is a good and right thing for you to own that. You are the cat's meow, right, for God. He adores you. He thinks that you're amazing. Why? Because He made you. He made you who you are. And so you get to own that. And when you really do, when you embrace that, it's like the coffee that just fills the cup. And you know what begins to happen? It overflows. It overflows. It can't be contained. And so sharing your faith becomes natural, right? Your testimony, your story, it just becomes part of who you are because 
you are so full of God's love that it cannot possibly be contained. Experience freedom. That's what we get to do in 2022. Thirdly, um, I I gave you a little bit of a precursor, but I believe that God is calling us to share our faith in ways that we haven't done before. And we talk about it, or I talk about it all the time. I love to talk, I love to yappity yap, yap, yap about Jesus and who he is and, and what God's done in my life. And, and I realize some people's personalities aren't, they're not like mine. But I also want you to hear that sharing your faith, it isn't about a personality type. It's not about an Enneagram number. It's not about your disc profile. It's not about your Myers-Briggs. That has no bearing on God's call upon you to share the goodness of God with those around you. In fact, in 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter is writing um, to a Jewish audience here. In verse 9 through 10, he says, You are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do His work and speak out for Him, to tell others of the night and day difference He made for you. From nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Love that translation. You and I, number one, you're called to be holy. That you're an instrument of God to do his work. But what does that look like? It looks like speaking out for him, at least in one of the ways. We speak out for him to tell others of the night and day difference that God has made in our lives. And the reality is that if there isn't any night and day difference, maybe it's because there isn't any night and day difference. Maybe you haven't encountered God that way. Maybe He hasn't actually changed you. Maybe you know Him here, but you don't know Him here in your heart. And so when we talk about sharing our faith, our, my, my, my passion is out of that loving, you know, the coffee cup example, out of, out of the receiving of who God is and the love He has for us, that we'd be so overflowing with, with love for God and love for others that we would share the story of what God has done in our life. That it would be natural, that it would be easy because this is who God is. It's just, it's just the normative response to following Him. It's not obligatory. It's not duty. It's simply the overflow of a heart that's been changed and encountered Jesus. So one of the intentional ways that we want to create opportunities for this, and I know sharing your faith can be hard. It can be intimidating, right? You have your relationships with people that you know, and then we just have our community. And one of the ways that we are going to work this year to love our community well and to share our faith is literally by owning uh, our neighborhoods, owning our streets. And so we're going to begin putting together teams who literally just pray over every single home in a neighborhood. I know that sounds crazy, but imagine, you know, your life group. Yeah, and looking a little bit strange, I might add walking down a street and literally just praying for every single home. We're not talking about you knocking on doors. 
I'm not talking about you engaging in a, you know, a, a cold call conversation. I'm talking about you being a blessing to your community and to your neighborhood, to your street in a very intentional way. And so what we are planning to do is, is to begin praying uh, over each home in a neighborhood. And after you pray for that home, we're going to put a little door hanger on the door that lets them know we prayed for them. And if they need anything at all, here's the information for the church and ways that they can receive prayer, ministry, help, whatever it might be. Why do we do such a thing? Because we love our community. And why do we love our community? Because God first loved us. And he's filled us to overflow. And so this is just one way for us this year to be very intentional about loving our community and being engaged in such a way that I believe will make a huge difference. Prayer always makes a difference, might I add, whether you see it or not. So let's be difference makers this year. Let's let God use us to have maximum impact. How are we going to do that? By growing in foundations, growing deeper, stronger foundations, by uh, literally uh, finding greater freedom in Jesus as we experience His love for us and we, we grasp a greater depth and width of His love for you and for me. And how else? By sharing our faith, by sharing our story. And maybe I didn't connect all those dots, but, but by praying and mm. engaging our community uh, and putting a door hanger on a door, I believe that leads to opportunities mm-hmm. where stories can be shared. And people hear about Jesus. That's part of the vision. That's a lot of the vision. It's simple for 2022. Foundations, freedom, and faith. Because that's our vision for 2022. It's simple, isn't it? And yet, it, Christianity, it isn't complicated. It's not. It's simple. That's what we get to do. And I'm excited for us to do it together. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the ability for us to have foundations in you, Jesus, to encounter a greater depth of love in you, Jesus, and also for us to share our faith in you, Jesus. God, we believe this is going to lead to all the things that we desire in our heart Lord, growth, joy, the fruit of the Spirit, feeling used, going to bed at the end of the day and feeling like God has done something through us, that we've made a difference. God, we desire that. We desire that in 2022. So Lord, use us. Work in us in a mighty way and work through us in a mighty way. We love you and worship you. Amen.